Welcome to Beauty is Eternal, interviews with experts that inspire. I'm your host, Caitlin. Our episode today is called Prima Ballerina Iana Selenko Behind the Stage Curtains, including motherhood, miscarriages, anorexia, and dancing together with her husband. Yana Selenko is one of the most established and famous ballerinas in the entire world. Born in Kiev, she studied at the Pizarov Ballet School in Donetsk before becoming a principal dancer at the Royal Ballet in Kiev. She is currently a guest artist at the Royal Ballet in London and a principal dancer at the Berlin State Ballet, where she dances in things such as Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, The Nutcracker, Onegin, Romeo and Juliet, and more. She has been dancing at the Berlin Staatsballet since 2005. Jana has two sons together with her husband, Marion Walter, who is also a principal dancer of the Berlin State Ballet. Jana lets us deep inside today and talks about her childhood in the Ukraine, how she handled anorexia as well as a miscarriage, how she became a top prima ballerina, why she moved to Germany, what it was like to fall in love with her husband, why they had children when they had them, and what it is like to be both a mother and a ballerina. Jana keeps her Instagram updated, including her latest photos and videos. You can view it at instagram.com slash I-A-N-A underscore S-A-L-E-N-K-O. As our interview was recorded backstage at the Deutsche Oper in Berlin, please excuse any background noise. Thank you for being your guest today, Jana. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you were born in Kiev. Yes. What was your childhood like? Just to throwing back my memory, it was a like, beautiful childhood because uh, I had uh, four brothers and uh, my family was a big and I feel uh, take care of me a lot like from my mom and from my parents and mostly I had time with my grandmother spending. So I, I had a beautiful childhood. That's great to hear. <laughs> And did you do a lot of sports and activities going up? Yes, I actually start from three years old, start sport. I loved it, ice skating. And I wanted always, when I hear the music, I wanted to dance and uh, just any music. And uh, I was jumping around the room. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I wanted my mom that she's sewing uh, the dress like a tutu and uh, I want just splitting and I was running so <laughs> I, I think I was burning to be a dancer and after ice skating uh, my mom gave me to gymnastic mm -hmm. and after gymnastic I decided no I want to dance I want music I want soul and <laughs> I want expression so and then I start with uh, some dancing uh, like uh, academia and after this, uh, just just keep doing, <laughs> keep doing something. <laughs> yeah. 
So even though you started ballet when you were 12, you were doing ice skating and gymnastics before that? Yes. So you were already used to using your body to express yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think it's uh, the biggest base to build myself and to be stronger and to be stronger dancer and to, to be strong in my mind to try all this kind of dance stuff, like a different uh, style. And uh, sports, it's give me this to be fight for what you want. I think it was a good beginning. <laughs> <laughs> a good combination. Yes, <laughs> good combinations. <laughs> and when you started dancing, did you expect that it would be something you'd make a career or was it just something for fun? Actually, I wanted uh, just to try it and then I fell in love with this and I was so fanatic about this. <laughs> I'm almost like sleep with my point shoes. And <laughs> <so> <laughs> I was dancing any correction what uh, my teacher gave me. I was a hundred times repeating at home and I want to improve, get better. And, and I think it's a good age was starting with 12 because I'm, I was understand what I want. Wow. Yeah. So you went from starting at age 12 to at 16 taking on principal roles. It sounds like you were driven by a passion <laughs> for it, like <laughs> you really wanted to learn. Because that's a really fast progression. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just because of luck, maybe. And my teacher, she, she gave me this passion and love to me. And she sent me to Pisarev school. And when I was in the Pisarev school in Donetsk, by accident, director Pisarev, he said, I needed with somebody to dance and you're the perfect one. <laughs> and I, I just, I said, I just started belly. I can't <laughs> to dance now. <laughs> and then he said, no, I need to have a partner uh, because my wife is pregnant and I need to dance now. Like, don't you principal role and you are the perfect one. <laughs> so it's by the chance I was shocked that it's possible and it make my big steps to my career. Yeah. What did your family think of your dancing when they realized it was getting more serious when you went to Donetsk to the dance school? In the beginning my mom was not with me. She didn't want that I will become the ballet dancer. She wanted that I study to be doctor or some other serious professional but I wanted to be artist and I want to be dancer and she didn't support me really but my father was with me and uh, he gave um, like uh, all everything he was supporting me more and when I went to Donetsk and he was supporting my mom already come down and she said, mm -hmm. okay, you will be dancer. And she, she was already agree with what my choice is. So it's okay. Yeah, they mm -hmm. was together. Was Don Coyote the first thing that you performed in a principal role? Yes, uh, Don Q. Don, Don Quixote? Ah, Don, Don Quixote. <laughs> <laughs> Don Q. Yes, this is, was my first uh, principal role and I was 16. <laughs> what was your dream role when you were training? What did you think, oh, I would love to perform a principal role of this? What was your... And this is, was my... Uh, really? Yeah, this is, was my dream to dance uh, 
and first performance and the dream part, <laughs> yeah. Even I was walking by a street and uh, watching on the sky and um, I'm like, I wish to dance. And and then was the stars coming, <laughs> falling down. And then I'm, I can't believe it that it will be like this. <laughs> and after one month, I got it and oh I couldn't God. believe it. And I thought maybe it's because of stars. <laughs> yeah, by accident, by luck, wish. And yes, it's possible. <laughs> What is your favorite thing to perform now? Uh, now, because I'm older and I like to perform some some roles to get in the feelings and to get uh, some roles what have a soul and to, to tell story for the people and to be somebody who not me. This is more interesting for me to dance, like to be actress. I was gonna say that sounds theatrical. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, playful because dance it's like uh, acting and what do you feel so you give it uh, all your soul. <laughs> <laughs> when you dance to certain songs, mm -hmm. do you kind of, if the song is more dramatic, do you start to feel more dramatic? Or if the song's more lighthearted, do you actually feel inside more lighthearted? It is, yeah, like uh, because every day is different, and every time you listen to music or this, you feel through your body differently, and you give emotionally body language, and then you expression these emotions. This is most beautiful because you through your body you <laughs> you give emotion. <laughs> what about performing modern ballet versus classical ballet? What's your preference, if you have one? <laughs> I would love dance both, but I prefer, uh, because it's easier for me, classical, because I'm always dancing. And uh, for modern pieces, it's for me a challenge to move different and to express myself differently. But for classical, I, I work for my different style and to make it different belly, to look different. Well, it's interesting because you were classically trained in ballet in the Ukraine. They weren't teaching you modern mm -hmm. dance. So your background, probably what is easiest for you is the classical, but the modern is like, well, it's modern, but it's very mm -hmm. Berlin, let's say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is more modern. They love modern Berlin and uh, style, but actually they respect they really love the classical and uh, you could feel the public and how public comes and different publics <laughs> yeah <laughs> how was it that after you were dancing at the kiev royal ballet yes and then after that you came to berlin in 2005 and a couple of years later you became already a principal dancer mm -hmm. here in berlin why did you come to berlin how did that decision happen <laughs> I wanted away from the Ukraine and I was just uh, going in this moment to competitions and uh, I won competition in Vienna and I met my husband there and uh, with falling in love I'm just everything <laughs> I forgot about what I want <laughs> I just won't be with him so <laughs> And because I had a really good uh, career in Ukraine and I had it uh, on TV and uh, people could recognize me outside. So it was really like a dream career would have uh, any dancer. 
uh, when I met my husband and I just said I wish to be with him and he proposed me like immediately after two months <laughs> because the situation of the it's hard to move because of my visa and I can't travel so often and by him it was difficult to come to Kiev so we decided and it was like easy propose like <laughs> will you marry me and <laughs> So it was easy and I said yes and so I got married with 21 and that's why I moved in Berlin and start from beginning because uh, was everything new for me and direction didn't take me like a principal, took me like a demi-soloist and I was agree I, I just wanted to be with my husband and to build a family's time. I thought the family is the stronger and then come the career was my thinking thought. <laughs> well, it seems to me, Jana, that you're talented and hardworking enough that you could have made it at any ballet in the world. <laughs> Berlin. So you didn't come to Berlin because you got offered a principal role. You came because of your husband and then you just made sure you got a principal yes. role. <laughs> yeah, and during when I was in Berlin, I went again to competition to show the people who I am. And I was fighting for that. I, w- I went with my husband to Helsinki competition in Nagoya. Without teacher, I was just preparing myself. And uh, I was fighting. I wanted to get a medal. And I got a gold medal in both competitions. And when I come back and people like watching me, who are you? <laughs> we don't see you're like this on the studio. You're like a... So after they said like, okay, we give you immediately the first role. So when I came to the company was immediately first role. I got Cinderella from Vladimir. And after the show, he came to me and he said, you will get the principal. So he was already <laughs> make me like come. I, I, I did it my job. <laughs> so it went all fine. So it's actually been quite smooth sailing because mm-hmm. that was over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So you've actually had a very stable time mm-hmm. in Berlin. And in this time, you've had two children, two sons with your husband, mm-hmm. Marion. Yes. <laughs> How was the decision to get pregnant? Did you time it and say, okay, maybe we'll do it between <laughs> this is the best time of the year? Was it planned? How did it work out? Actually, the first child, it was idea of my husband because we was already married like two years and, and was the same working process. And my husband said like, oh, now you get the principal. Let's get now the child because later you will have no time. So it was the first decision from my husband. And that's why I said, no, it's too early. I'm too young. (laughs) (laughs) This was my first uh, reaction. But then I'm like, okay, let's let's have a baby. And I was 24. Mm -hmm. So uh, really young and (laughs) with, yeah, experiment. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. It was like you got the child and I got so much job and so much invitation to other theater and my career was growing up and I thought if longer two years I would not decide to have a child because you have everything and you want to keep still this career. Mm -hmm. So it was all good timing. Uh And the second one, mm-hmm. the second one, uh, it was planning like a uh, gap. I wanted uh, my child to have a um, five years different because uh, my family big, like uh, we are five. Yeah. 
four brothers and uh, we uh, have a small gap and I was always fighting with my brother and uh, I wanted to give my child like just special love to one and then second one <laughs> so I wanted to have a big gap and uh, <laughs> after five years we said like okay now and then we, we see the situation it's so busy I'm busy and all stuff and then we say no let's wait one two years and uh, when already 10 years and then okay now and I try to get uh, pregnant and I lost so it was like a little bit difficult time for me he was nine years old and we I got pregnant and I lost mm. And then I was all year, it's a bit of depression. So like, I was scared that you can't have a mm. children's because so much work, or I don't know, it was in my head. And then the second time trying and after one year and I got chat. So we did it. <laughs> so second time it was all fine. And uh, <laughs> he's already <laughs> eight months old, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned to me that your husband is now staying home with the child? Yes, yes. He decided he wants to have a break because for the woman who is pregnant, we have a whole like, year to have a, my own time and to recognize what you need and for your career. And uh, for men, or you injured or something. <laughs> so he decided, like, I want to enjoy this moment when babies are small and mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. And he decided this time to take off. Three months, <laughs> not so, not so long. <laughs> but still, it's yes, great when the baby yeah. is so small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you normally balance children and work? Because Marianne is also a dancer here. Yes, it is difficult. It's not easy to have a both, and it's like a challenge and to make everyone happy about yourself and about the family. And uh, balance, you have to deal it, you have to organize, you have to make it work. And with the years, with the first child, we learned how to organize with the child. And then now second. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like from beginning, it's like refresh the life. And it's possible. And it just to give a love, to try to, to see your own child, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... If I were just looking at you from the outside, I would say Yana has had a career that looks like it was ordained by the stars. <laughs> she made a wish on a falling star. She started something because she was passionate and hardworking and she's one of the top in the world. Her husband is also top in the world. They have the ideal ability to create a work-life balance because Germany is quite good for raising children, having mm -hmm. a career. If I were just looking at you, I'd say, you have the perfect life. <laughs> but there's usually more no, no. to this story. What do you think the biggest challenges that you've had to face in your life are that somebody looking at you, they wouldn't expect? Yeah, I had a difficult time when, when I started the belly and I had an injury with my back problem and uh, my spine was uh, like uh, out. So any doctor where I was visit and they say, you have to stop, you will be invalid. Oh. Yeah, and uh, they say me like, it's not will be good, you have to stop, you have to stop. And I just started belly and I was passionate for this. And I couldn't believe for two months I'm just laying and I couldn't, like everything destroyed. I thought like I will never start again to walk even or 
So this is was my uh, biggest step out from this pain, from this... <laughs> you stop, like you, you laugh about, you don't know what to start. And you just started what you love. And second moment break of my life, it was when you get everything, you got everything and then you, what else, what you have to do it and you can't enjoy it anymore. So it was my breaking, I think it's every artist has this breakdown when you have everything and everything so easy and then you, you think it's like what? What challenges are there? Yes, no challenges or... So it was a difficult time for me and uh, I didn't see my life like growing and to not enjoying. So I started searching to help me like to through the movies, through the reading, by reading psychology, like uh, what about to make it you happy. So this is a step to recognize like happiness and uh, challenges and to enjoy it today and now not to plan for the future so this was breaking up and then i come back and to just enjoy it what you have it it's so beautiful and <laughs> so many many stuff and many difficult timing or when I, I was pregnant and i missed these performances and i wished to dance but i, I enjoyed to be pregnant so it was the both like i miss i want and i have it so it's all the time there and up and down and I think it's yeah like in some podcast I was listening one the guy like it's uh, you have to something to break or like to to have a pain in your side then you understand life by pain you're learning <laughs> <laughs> when you get broken down when there's a breakdown then yes. it really forces you to reflect on things yes. and then you can kind of put them back together and mm. say actually that doesn't work or that does work yes it yeah. gives you a chance to see things more clearly, clearly. yes it's true mm -hmm. you mentioned that the doctors told you you can't dance anymore your spine is not good for that mm -hmm. you're gonna injure yourself mm -hmm. how did you get around that did you keep training anyway did you find a doctor that was able to help how did you resolve that? Resolved. Uh, actually, I was not available. Like even I couldn't sleep because I couldn't lay on the, my back, and all the time I had the hurts. I couldn't walk, so I didn't train it at all. Wow. And I did therapy, and it's all the time I was just crying. And you understand what about this, the body. So you learn from this. You learn how you have to take care about yourself and I had the other problem I start not eating so I had the anorexia and my blood was so low like um, they checked my blood and they say you will die soon if you don't eat so it was all in one moment I think psychologically I was lonely I was nobody support me this time and uh, and it was a difficult time well, actually, I also had anorexia when I was young, mm -hmm. and um, as I went to the hospital, I think I was weighing like 38 kilos or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, me too. It was like, uh, yeah, and they said, if you keep this up, you will, you will die. Yeah, yeah, and this uh, sickness is so dangerous because you get more skinny, you want more skinny, and yeah. you, you don't eat, and you don't, your food, you think it's like, you, it's killer. For your food, it's horrible. It's to learn to love food. It's too like, mm -hmm. I think it's all together psychologically. You have to learn it by yourself or by 
mm. somebody mm. should help you. Mm. So I had to. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you when you had the anorexia? I was 14 years old. And it was in the period when my spine was broken. So it's all together. I think it's psychological, dramatic. And, and I was really sad. And really, I, I didn't see my life in the future. So it, it was a difficult time. Yeah. But somehow you got through it. And shortly after that, you blossomed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I think, lucky people who believe in me or who was take care of me. So my teacher, she saw it that I really down and she's she said i take to my home and i want to see how you eat how you take care about yourself and she took me like director of the school she <laughs> took me in her place and two weeks she closed in her room <laughs> and she just put a fish like full of fish eat and i'm like oh, i can't eat it it's full fish i can't eat it i'm hardly half i can make it and so she like standing in front of me and she just fish and give me a, a glass of wine because my blood was so low yeah. so I needed to get ice in no? mm -hmm. I was drinking and trying to eat in the <laughs> fish <laughs> and my sto stomach was painful because you not get uh, used to mm -hmm. with the eat like with the food so with the time after two weeks I got already like bigger <laughs> I could eat anything <laughs> But I was still was not happy. If you have an anorexia, I think it's for all life. You're always not happy about your body. You always want to be skinnier, like you see in the mirror. Mm -hmm. I was already healthy, but I'm, I still was not happy about myself. Well, as I also had anorexia when I was younger, I think I'm definitely very aware of how I look, maybe more so than other women. Mm -hmm. But for you especially, you perform. So people see how you look thousands of people see yeah, yeah. how you look and if you lose weight and if you gain weight it's also that you're in the public eye that makes yes. it even more difficult it sounds like your teacher in some ways she saved your life potentially she really mm -hmm. yeah i'm very thank thank you for she opened my mind and she learned i think to love food even <laughs> <laughs> she cooked for me amazingly and she tried to do with me therapy with the, my injury and and I felt love from her. So when you get this love and you start to believe in yourself. So this is was helpful. When you were living in Donetsk, your parents were not living there. They were still in no. Kiev, right? Yeah, I, I was lonely there. And I think they didn't know about this really because I didn't want to talk about and I'm, I'm the person who was closed like in childhood i think it was like don't say so much what you feel and that's why it's got this problem because i'm not really open with my parents was and they didn't know about this and my teachers see it and she helped <laughs> she was like a mother for me that's what it sounds mm -hmm. like because your real parents were not living with you they couldn't be yes so she came kind of like a mother and yeah. wanted to nurture you a little yes, bit. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and since then, as a dancer, I mean, I can see you, you're, you know, very petite, very fit, strong and slender. Mm -hmm. Is it okay if I ask you about your diet now? Like, 
Do you have to stay at a certain weight to perform? Is it more relaxed? How does it work? I think it's more in my head. It's more about uh, perfect. I know my weight should be like this perfectly. And I'm just play and how I feel. If I feel weaker, I start eating more. About diet, I try and I do my best to eat healthier food. So uh, with the years, I'm just, I love sweets. So it's like sweets I, I love and I hate <laughs> because you love them. <laughs> So I try to eat healthy food and I know I'm, I eat chocolates or sweets every day, so it's okay with this, but I try to do, don't do it. <laughs> I think it's normal for It's everyone. the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> I call it naughty chocolate. <laughs> yeah, we are human. It's true. Yeah. Well, I was looking at your Instagram and I saw this amazing photo of you seven weeks after you yeah. gave birth yeah. the comparison of when you were still pregnant and when you'd given birth and I was like oh my god she <laughs> looks like she was never pregnant <laughs> I don't know I was take care about this because during pregnancy you want to give uh, all the best for the kid and I try eat healthy and try not eat evening because even you swallow and uh, you're like mm. oh, <laughs> trying light food like the fruits so I take care about and I didn't get so big mm. uh, during pregnancy just the stomach <laughs> and after when I, I gave birth even in the hospital they watched me like she's like <laughs> she was not the pregnant too <laughs> And I think because of fit, because I was keep doing sport and I was active and was keep me in shape. <laughs> do you train every day? Do you do ballet dancing? How many days a week do you do it currently? If I have uh, shows or performing uh, during the week, yes, I'm, I'm doing every day. And if I can't manage to come, I'm doing at home, like on the floor, some exercises, but help for body. Yes, mm -hmm. doing every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ballet as a performing art, it's a very, very competitive industry. And you really only become successful if you're one of the 0.0001%. Mm. If you had to say that there's some reason that you were really able to flourish as a ballet dancer, mm -hmm. what do you think that reason would be? Reasons, you can give more than one. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm right on the stand, you have to have a luck, you have to have a talent and right people who would uh, support you and you understand the way you're going right. So it's all together and then you become someone. It makes perfect sense. So, so it's sort of like you need the right constellation. You need the stars to align. You need to have the talent and you, you need to work hard and you need to have the right yes. people to yeah. notice your talent and nurture your talent and help you. Yes, it's true. There we go. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, of course to have a luck it's too. It's, like 50% of their career. What advice would you give to somebody who is dreaming of becoming a prima ballerina like you? I would give, if you have a chance, just don't let it go. Just do your best and to make it the best of it. And you have a chance to show yourself any roles or even in behind or back. You have to show that you want and you give a passion and what you 
to do. And people, teachers, they need to see you once. So this is helpful like for the prima ballerina or for the, any dancers that you respect your job, you respect uh, people and it's bring you up. If people see that you're working hard for it, then they're more likely to want to put energy and time into you. Yes, it's because hard. they can see you're really dedicated. Yes, you mm. give passion. <laughs> <laughs> What about your son? So one of them is just a baby, but yeah. the older one, is he interested in dancing? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he grew up, he was in the studio with us all the time, he was traveling around the world, he was behind stage everywhere, and even like I make a joke, he come to the bar and he trying to repeat what we are doing but he has no interest he is not like ah it's what i wish to do it he loves activity he loves sport running or ice skating so mm. it's he don't know what he wants but he trying but belly no because <laughs> he said it's too painful it's too hard for him so it's like too much challenges <laughs> He wants that it's easy going life, so it's what he has a talent just to go in his way. Yeah. Berlin is interesting because it has three different opera houses where you actually perform. Mm -hmm. Is it ever confusing, like, oh, is the performance here or there? Is there any confusion or do you have a favorite place to perform? I don't have any favorite place, I just the public. I love a different public. I love in Staatsoper because it's more, you could say, Russian style, more antique, like, mm-hmm. a, <laughs> like a theater. And uh, Deutsche Oper, it's more about like mm-hmm. a vast theater of the old style. I think it's too interesting because how was before in Berlin, like, like it's history. And a bit simple, it's, I would say, like a cinema. <laughs> but the public, the uh, energy of the public, and when you get this applause, you get more in Deutsche Oper because you have uh, this acoustic, I don't mm-hmm. know. This, the way the sound moves. Uh, yeah, sound. And in Staatsoper, it's because of the look. It's beautiful, mm. but you don't get the applause really warm like here in Deutsche Oper. Uh-huh. Komische Opera, I have um, so many memories because we had uh, many shows for the kids and it make me always like warm memory about Alice Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, Alice Wonderland. We had uh, their shows in uh, Komische Opera and uh, it's just the memory, it's so warm. Mm-hmm. The kids laughing and so warm, like you could <laughs> speak with the people because so close and... So it's uh, any theater and it's like a nice memories. Mm-hmm. So you have a unique experience at everyone. Yeah. The Staatsballet, it's, it's like being in the Ukraine or being in Russia. The Deutsche Oper okay. is more like the crazy, amazing sound and Komische Oper is more intimate. Yes, more like cozy. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also ask you to compare Kiev Royal Opera, London Royal Ballet, mm-hmm. and Berlin Staatsoper, or like the three cities, what it's like to perform in each of the three places? Uh, yeah, it's difficult. It's <laughs> <laughs> 
Because people, it's everywhere different and public different. When I'm guesting with Royal and uh, you feel that I'm guest and people like just uh, expecting you do something. <laughs> Maybe you get applause. <laughs> Here, because I grew up already with 15 years um, and public knows me and uh, they like you come on stage and they mm-hmm. get applause because they are happy to see you. <laughs> and the Kiev, they just respect you saying you come on stage and they respect because you become someone in other country very well so they just respecting you it's pleasure everywhere to dance. <laughs> everywhere nice atmosphere and it's hard to say where is the best and you have a very positive attitude about it Yana in that you find the good in every situation is one of the things I'm noticing from you okay You look and you say, oh, I like this about this place, this about this place. I learned this from this experience. You're really good at looking at a situation and figuring out what you can learn from it and also figuring out what the good is in it. Yes, it's true. You have to, you have to like recognize and to learn and to, to memory and to have this good memory. (laughs) Not bad. (laughs) Yeah. Do you often get the chance to dance with Marion? Is it sort of like you can help choose which roles you take and you can say, oh, we'd like to perform this together? Or is it sometimes that you prefer to dance apart? How does it work in your marriage and both being principal dancers in the same place? During 15 years, we are changed like three director. And was with three director different way of looking at us like a couple, like with Marian. With Vladimir, he wanted like a couple us. And he bring us to give repertoire and give the performing. And we even got a DVD from uh, Nutcracker together. <laughs> so it's like a family. And when came Nacha Duato, and uh, he saw just uh, us, us a couple. And we had premieres and we always danced together. So it was for me like... 10 years we was like a couple and now new director and he said like why you need to dance with your husband <laughs> I'm like why I'm always dance <laughs> this is he want to change this for three years I not so often dance with him and it make me a little bit upset because I, I feel like public wants to see like us family and they support us but directions they want that we are separate and going with the other partners to dance and it's difficult time now and we have to ex- accept and maybe just like hoping maybe we get some <laughs> performance in the future or I ask or like please can you dance once one leg for all season <laughs> so it's uh, yeah this is time like this no that makes sense after 10 years dancing together you obviously know each other super well also for your children you can get a babysitter mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. you don't have to work around two schedules you just have to work around mm-hmm. one schedule yeah it's true Well, I also hope you guys start performing together again. (laughs) Thank you. We are hoping to. (laughs) What is next for you, Jana? You've had a very long career as a ballerina, and hopefully you'll have another 25 years as a ballerina. (laughs) What, What are you planning? What's coming up? Yeah, I'm planning. I'm really excited, but I don't want to do officially. I want to make it like later, big premiere and one project what creating on me and uh, create uh, belly on me 
So this is a project what I'm working for now and I'm not official <laughs> saying <laughs> when it's done, then I will say because it's still process and it's not still, I can't say that. <laughs> so this is my, I hope, future for 10 years with this project uh, I could uh, work on. Oh, is it a film? Is it a performance? It's all together. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I will not official <laughs> Oh, that's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a working process. It just starts. It just begins. So it's hopefully will be in June. Will be premiere. So well, I hope that I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. During my pregnancy, I did um, book, and it will be officially on twenty January, twenty one January. So next week. Ah, next week your book is coming out. Yeah, so I did like a little bit short uh, interviews, and now it's all interviews come become together, and it's like little books. <laughs> Where can I purchase it? I think it will be like an online book, so you can click in and reading. <laughs> and you'll post about it on your Instagram when yes, it's available. Uh, yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I post everything all my life. You have an amazing Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think it's uh, more like a work and it's more fun for me and to uh, communicate with the people. It's mm -hmm. nice. To, I love Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> do you do your Instagram by yourself? Yes, I do. It's really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> I try and I see people's reaction. I see what people would like to see and... Of course, I, I prefer because I'm the mother and I try to be not to be naked too much. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a way of uh, a bit. Uh, you have to have a know the rules. Uh, what mother is. So you try to balance showing your fans what they want to see, but also respecting what your sons might yes. be comfortable having yes. their mother. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> because <laughs> yesterday my son came and he said, my friend said, he googled your name and then he went to the all Instagram and he everything is saying like, ah, you want to be to become a YouTuber about my son. He want to become a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, like, where did you find this information? <laughs> <laughs> so once I was posting about his, like, some stuff. And <laughs> so his friends, like, check on the Google everything. So <laughs> I have to be, take care about what I'm saying. So. Well, it's funny because your son is growing up with parents who are in the public eye. Yeah. So some of that also comes to him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, many, many followers. <laughs> I make his account too. I, I take care about this. And uh, if he wants, he can take uh, like after time. Because after 16, you're allowed to have your own. Mm. Like he says, like what in school says. <laughs> With 16, you're allowed to have your account. You, you can open YouTube channel. So he can be what he wants. <laughs> He's got a few more years to, go. <laughs> <laughs> to decide what he wants. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure with you and Marion as parents, for him, he probably has already learned that mm. he has to work hard at something and have a dream, mm -hmm. and then he can succeed. Yes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you for sitting down with me today, Anna. You're just this beautiful, beautiful person. I'm looking at you and you're like, I can't believe how beautiful you are. Thank you, thank you. And like after seeing everything about you dancing, I can't believe I get to see you in person. So thank you for letting me come thank see you here today at the Deutsche Oper. <laughs> thank you. Pleasure. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> If you want to learn more about Jana or get in contact with her, I recommend checking out her Instagram, instagram.com slash Jana underscore Selenko, spelled out I-A-N-A underscore S-A-L-E-N-K-O. I'm also linking directly to this in the show notes at beautyiseternal.com.